0: Um, So what's it like being a lesbian? (laughs) Um... Hello and welcome. You're listening to Brain Dump. This is a podcast where we talk about life from the meaningful (laughs) to the (laughs) extreme. Right, so today on the show we have Ashley Guest. Now, Ash is a kickboxing, vegan, lesbian, mental health advocate and first achiever in law at the university of bristol um and footballer so so many angles to you ash um and today we're going to talk about feminism
1: we are yeah and i'm very excited thank you for that uh introduction you might have <laughs> set me up for failure there no
0: nah. nah. <laughs> so um what is feminism like just give us a modern definition
1: Um, okay, I think the term gets kind of warped and and people are quite scared of the term, but I think at a basic level, um, feminism is a movement and a belief that, um, the sexes should be equal, uh, politically, socially, economically, um, personally, pretty much at every level. Mm. Um, so it's the equality of the sexes at a very, very basic
0: level. Yeah. And obviously we, whenever in modern society, whenever we think of feminism, we think of suffragettes Mm -hmm. or naked women fighting men like it's a very aggressive uh sort of culture well that's what it's often been labeled as and so i remember we had a conversation a long time ago about well i'm all for women's rights but i also feel like maybe a rebranding could be done and so why should we use the term feminist and not it as like, I want to be an equalitist? Because then I feel like that's more appealing for men as well. Like it invites a conversation for men to join this battle where a feminist often has association with very aggressive and very politically driven women.
1: Yeah, um, I agree. I think being politically driven isn't necessarily a bad thing. Mm. Um I think it's a shame that feminism has been sort of has these notions of um, aggression and um being inaccessible to men and and other people um, and I think that's just not true um, and I think why I'm so passionate about holding on to the term feminism um, is because that's what we're fighting for at the end of the mm. day we're fighting for the rights of females and those who identify as female um, we're not fighting for um, specifically um, black rights or um, disability rights or LGBT mm. rights. And, and although those sort of intersect and those are very, very important, at a basic level, we are talking about um, the females and, and mm. sort of the rights of women. Okay. Um, so that's why I think it's so important to hold on to that term feminism and to sort of reclaim it.
0: Yeah, and because... Even if it's been tainted a little bit by the small percentage, it, it still holds true to the values that that cause, you know, is after.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I do think it's a shame that it's been tainted. And I think that does need to be addressed. Um, But maybe we need to explore why it's been tainted. Um...
0: I often think of it very similar to um, the vegan culture. Mm-hmm. A lot of vegans... Are com- like like the most the nicest people, most compassionate people, because what they're doing is all of that encompassed, yeah, there are a few vegans out there who are just super aggressive, and they ruin the culture for everyone who's actually being like, really nice about it
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and um I'm actually so I'm vegan, but I'm quite scared about claiming that term weirdly. Mm. I don't like really telling people that I'm vegan yeah, because yeah. there's all these jokes like how do you know if someone's vegan? they'll tell you. And and sort of asking for vegan things in a restaurant, I hate doing that for some yeah, reason. Yeah. I have a real insecurity about being vegan, Interesting. Um, because I think it has been tainted with that, and, yeah, and yeah. people are immediately like, "Oh, you're vegan, you must mm. be sort of," and I don't know what it is. And and one of my friends said the other day, maybe it's because people know that's what they should be doing, mm, yeah, and they get yeah, really yeah. It's defensive about it. It's, yeah, it's kind yeah. of a guilt thing, and and they get really sort of defensive about it. Mm. Um, But I do think you're right. I think it's sort of a minority of people that have ruined that
0: Mm. term. And I think, um, I find it interesting that you haven't applied the same thing to being a feminist. Mm. Like, it could, because of the negative connotations of, you know, being a feminist or potentially, you know, being a vegan, yet your outlook to both sides of you are very, very different. And so, you know, you're a lot more vocal about being a feminist than you are being a vegan.
1: That's true, and I think um that comes from my belief my differing beliefs in each movement. I personally um enjoy being vegan, I don't know if it's the right definitely the right thing to be doing for the planet or for animals um and I haven't done enough research about it, and i don't I feel like I'm still quite ignorant on the topic, but because it's quite easy to be vegan for me. that's what I choose to do. Whereas feminism, I feel like that's been such a strong passion of mine since I was small um I've read loads about it i was lucky enough to study loads of modules about it at uni um I still listen to loads of podcasts about it and um go to sort of the reclaim the night marches and stuff like that and it's mm. a thing that I'm so passionate about so i'm I am vocal about it because I believe in it so strongly
0: hundred percent i think uh your law background as well really helps you in know it's like a a tool that you can really use to ex, you know explain and you know advocate for feminism more than most people could
1: yeah definitely and i think um the legal system is great and it's also so flawed um mm. i think it's it, it is an institution and mm. it's it was built by old white men um yeah. and this yeah. is as most systems are
0: yeah yeah. um
1: and it's designed for them and not designed for other people which is why it fails so many people and it fails um people from black and ethnic minorities it fails people who are disabled it fails lgbt people um and what we're talking about today is it fails women um but i think it can be a tool for change as well
0: 100 percent. and i probably know the answer to this question but i'm gonna ask it anyway (laughs) do we still need feminism Aren't, aren't we equal now in today's society
1: Um, No, we absolutely do need it. Um, We definitely are um, becoming more equal Mm. than we were, say, 50 years ago. Um, But, I mean, in the UK, just to take some examples, um, I think it's only 22% of MPs are female um, and they represent us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's like 52% of people in the UK are women. Yeah, yeah. So So why are only 22% MPs? Yeah, yeah. there are more CEOs called Dave than there are female CEOs. What? Overall. Like, there's. <laughs> That's there, mad. Um, um, yeah, there's. I think just as a kid, um, I mean, the year I was born in 1993 was the year that rape was finally made illegal within marriage. Before oh that, my God. a man horrendous. could rape his wife and it wasn't counted as rape because a woman was seen as belonging to the man. And, and marriage is sort of like it? lifelong consent. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was seen then. Um, and I have loads of issues with the whole institution of marriage, but we won't go into mm. that yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> whole another but, episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> another episode. Um, but I think, yeah, I went through a phase when I was little of, um and so did I've got a twin sister and so did she, mm. funnily enough. We went through a phase for about a year of wanting to be boys and not because at all because we were questioning our gender, but mm. because we thought boys were better.
0: And we no were way. and I
1: remember saying that to my mum when I was I must have been about eight years old. And I said to my mum, I want to be a boy because yeah, yeah. boys get to play football at lunch. Boys are better at like everything. Boys seem to be like yeah, yeah. the better sort of human. Um and my mum sort of sat me down and she said, No, you want to be you want to be a woman. She was like, if you are actually questioning your gender, then yeah, we'll yeah. that's a different issue. But at the moment I think you do want to be a woman and you need to be proud of being a woman because yeah, yeah. women are great and mm. she told me all the reasons why women are great and
0: Seems then that kind of sparked woman, yeah.
1: everything in me as to like, you know what, I actually do love being a woman and we're not, we're not worse than boys in any way mm. and that kind of sparked everything in me and, mm. and um, I think that's where it all started. Yeah, at.
0: interesting. Like, very different upbringing because I uh, wanted to be a, a dog called Rosie. So. <laughs> So yeah but it didn't become my life passion so. yeah, no, um but Different I think dreams. um yeah, <laughs> dream big you know yeah. um no, but I think it's interesting because I think that's where uh, where the root of a lot of the passion for feminism comes is it isn't about shunning men, and it is I mean obviously it's about getting equal rights, but it's more about empowering women to feel happy and love themselves for being women, and I think that's what you embody and that's what you've wanted. Um, you know, that's what I get from you anyway, is that sort of passion to love your your gender, you know, or your sex.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I went through a phase of having so much hatred when I sort of noticed, I start, first started noticing sexism and mm. it's it can be really, really toxic because mm. you notice on tv like on this morning it will all be about like women how to wear like dresses that make you look skinny yeah and, yeah and the presenter will be wearing like a really low-cut top whereas mm. a man gets to wear a suit yeah and, yeah um and there'll be like demeaning things that are said and then you look at magazines and you kind of start seeing it everywhere and i was mm. just so so angry and didn't pick my battles yeah so yeah. i was ready to lash out and yeah. i think maybe that's kind of those kind of reactions of what give feminism a bad name because yeah, yeah. like of course I was angry and I, and I think I should have been allowed to be angry mm, yeah 100%. but I wasn't channeling it in the right way whereas now I think I am and you kind of you pick the right battles you don't argue with the drunk man in the club it's, it's just gonna it's, pointless, it's, just, it's yeah. just pointless yeah. yeah um but you have discussions like these and like mm. we did on holiday yeah yeah, yeah chatted yeah. about it and um and you post things on Facebook that you think are important mm. and and that kind of thing and you go to um, marches and you write to your MPs and you, and you research about it so that you're able to talk about it if you need to. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think I definitely went through a phase of being very, very angry.
0: Hundreds. I mean, it's completely natural. Like, I think that's where very passionate feminists can, as you said, make taint the, uh, the, the name because they're trying to do something pu- out of pure passion but going the wrong way about it, like it's interesting talking about um, mental health with a friend about, like, campaign marching is great because it raises awareness, but it doesn't actually solve any of the problems, where I think the same thing can be said about feminism. Like, no, if you're shouting at someone, they're just not going to respond. They're Mm -hmm. just going to get more angry at you. Mm -hmm. But if you sit down and have an educated talk about it, then, like, for example, when we had our debate in um, uh, Italy, and I was like on the side of okay why don't we just call it equality? equalitists i'd rather be someone who's fine for both because as a man i feel like mm-hmm. i want women's rights as well but i don't want to be alienated but you really changed my mind i mean it took a few days for it to sink in <laughs> but i was like actually you've got some really good points here that as a man i've completely overlooked yeah. and not mainly because i don't have the, the same perspective being a man but um and then i suddenly got aware of some of the things that you uh identified like if me and gina go out for a meal i'm always given the bill mm-hmm. and i was like whoa i've never noticed that until you highlight the fact that there's two people sitting here just because i'm the man doesn't mean i'm the breadwinner
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um and i think as well we need to not only sort of put the blame on feminists um for the fact that people don't like the term mm. i think it also needs to be put on people who are hearing the term and getting so defensive because I mean, I don't know how many experiences you've had of people screaming in your face and burning bras and that kind of thing, yeah. and I imagine none, but correct yeah. if I'm wrong, <laughs> no, it's not. but you already <laughs> had that idea yeah, of that's what yeah, feminism 100%. was yeah, yeah and I don't think I don't know I mean, I know a lot of feminists, but mm. I don't know anyone who who does yeah, that yeah. sort of extreme in your face type feminism which seems really mm. inaccessible Um, and I think people. Have that in their heads for some reason, and they need to question themselves about what what is it about them that makes them so afraid of the term feminism. Yeah. And
0: um, I, th- I also think that's what stops recruiting a lot of women as well identifying themselves as feminists. Like, do, do you think that's the reason? Like, a lot of women like because surely every woman is like, well, I want to be a feminist, but you that's not the case.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, the first time I was really confronted by that was in my final year of uni, and I did a A module called sex gender and law and it was majority females you'd imagine in the class and the tutor went around and made us say uh whether we identified as a feminist or not and why okay and i was the only one apart from the tutor that identified as a feminist and i could not believe it because these are all sort of well-educated women who who were choosing to study this module and none of them identified as a feminist um and they said one girl said, uh, because it doesn't affect me. Uh, sexism doesn't affect me. And one, I thought, open your eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, And two, I thought, and we can save this for later if you want, um, mm. but I do want to talk about it, about, like, we are so privileged. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, yeah, we're not fully equal yet in the UK, and there's still lots of problems, but compared to what a lot of women go through in the world, mm. we are so, so privileged.
0: And how can you just be yeah. blind
1: to that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's cool to, to not be a feminist and you're not like the other girls or something. I don't know what it is. And, and I think people are just so scared of the term and it's such a shame. Because um, I think if people really sort of um, tackled it and, and read about it, then I think most people would turn themselves a feminist.
0: 100%, it's weird because like, I think the power of education is so underrated. So, you know, our conversation where we didn't we it was like a heated debate but it didn't get emotional at any point Mm -hmm. it was purely logic on logic and it convinced me and now i'm like yeah i i you know want to be a a feminist Mm -hmm. and i want to be someone who advocates for that kind of thing but you've also got to play devil's advocate because if 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 you've got a bell end of a a feminist then you're not going to agree with them because you don't like the person but I think people need to learn that you don't have to force an issue to win the battle um so I think that's really important do you um do you think women have the power to change this?
1: yeah, I think um, I don't think it should just be sort of a one sided women versus the world though i mm. think I think feminism has has so much potential to change the world for men and women um How so in that i think um we put people into these tiny tiny boxes of performing their gender and it's things that we don't even question but um i think i sort of fought against that always as a kid in that i i play football i kickbox, i did law just to prove that i was clever enough to do it um i i kind of just fight against what sort of stigma gender box i was put into um and I think men are put into these tiny, tiny boxes, which are so toxic mm. to be really masculine and, and angry and get loads of girls and um, and not show emotion. Mm. And I think that is so dangerous for their mental health.
0: Um, 100%, yeah. And it
1: just doesn't let them be who they are as a human. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think women are put into these tiny boxes as, as well of being like girly and... Um,
0: Often weaker, weaker, think, yeah.
1: yeah, and and not to have ambition because if you have ambition, you know, it's seen yeah. as dangerous, and and not to be a leader because you're seen as bossy. Mm. I mean, the number of times I got called bossy being a kid, and I was being sort of just as loud as the boys. School and my yeah, friends are yeah, boys, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was I was bossy, and um, yeah, it's just the the sort of things that we tell kids if they're a boy is so different to what we tell a girl um and i think i mean you'll be able to talk more about this but um i think just the boxes that we put men in is is so dangerous because mm. i know for a while like you didn't talk about your mental health yeah, because no.
0: mm.
1: maybe you didn't feel like you could as a man you're supposed yeah, to be yeah. strong you're supposed exactly, to be yeah. the, the provider of your family you you can't show weakness mm. i mean mental health isn't weakness but um that's what it seemed to be yeah again. and I think feminism and putting everyone on sort of like an equal platform for opportunity teaching them equally um sort of releases people from those boxes a bit and lets them be just humans you know
0: okay so f- feminism incorporates women's rights mm-hmm. but it's just like an outcry to allow humans to be humans like it's uh, yeah it's specific for women because they're the uh, minority in this this argument but it's so too because i Performance-wise, from a sporting point of view, Mm -hmm. um, children are... uh, Girls and boys perform exactly the same up until the age of seven. And then, you know, when they're analysing this data, like, oh, why is it that, you know, men or boys start to outperform girls at this age? And it's because at the age of seven is the age that you start treating a toddler as a girl or a boy. Mm -hmm. Normally, it's like, okay, you might dress the girl up in pink and the boy in blue but that doesn't actually you know change them but then when you start encouraging the boy to do sport and the girl to do ballet or very stereotypical you know sex orientated things Mm -hmm. that's when the performance starts to go because then it's girls aren't you know using the muscular performance things that say a boy playing football does um and so there's then a discrepancy at the age of like 16 because they're they're just girls aren't as trained. And it's just incredible that purely society placing uh, children into different boxes, different categories can change them entirely. Like I know girls who are stupidly strong and like stupidly fit. And it's probably because they they weren't put into those boxes. Like yourself, you know, you played football. Um, you know you've always played football and you your your sex hasn't changed the what you know your enjoyment for it and as a result you're a great footballer
1: yeah and I think sport is such an interesting discussion to have around sexism because um for me it's it's partly where it all started when Mm. I was eight years old I played for the hockey club next to my house okay and we played with the boys and one day we just got a letter through from the club saying there's too many kids coming all the girls are dropped that was it no more girls allowed and it wasn't like here's another girls club you can join or here's another Mm. club you can join or here's another night that we're training it just said all girls are dropped and that was just like heartbreaking as a Mm. little eight-year-old who really really liked hockey um and the number of obstacles i've had in my way to play sport are immense i got told at school me and my sister we had to do dance as a PE lesson and I'm crap at dance and yeah. and I love sport yeah yeah and to me that wasn't how I wanted to play sport I wanted to go and play rugby or football like yeah, all the boys yeah, were yeah. doing and I was told I couldn't because I was a girl we had to yeah. wear these stupid little skirts mm-hmm. as kids which is just gross because you're sexualizing kids um and I like demanded to wear shorts and I wasn't allowed to um there was no football club at my school so I had to start one um and there was loads of interest in it, but there was no funding. So I had to coach it as a yeah, yeah. as a bloody like thirteen year old <laughs> to coach my own football club. Um and like the number of obstacles that are put in your way as a little girl to play sport. And it's is it's just mad in comp- in comparison to boys, and boys are encouraged because it shows your masculinity. But mm. for girls, you know, you should be quiet. You shouldn't you shouldn't make yourself known. You shouldn't have ambition to do these things. Yeah. Um and I do think it's changing, but I think very very slowly. Um, yeah, definitely. And it's yeah, it's just a real shame because there's some girls that are, are told it's not cool to do PE. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of just stand around and avoid lessons or bunk it and 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 girls are much more driven into fitness rather than sport.
0: Yeah, that's so true actually. Like, um, and I think again that's for uh, body image. Can- yeah. yeah, yeah. It's incredible, isn't it? Like, yeah. there's all the squat booty. You gotta have squat booty. Uh-huh. And, like, I'm full for girls training, keeping fit. Like, I think everyone should train. Like, it's an important part of being human. But it's funny how it's certain exercises are more feminine than, than, you know, other exercises.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just think, yeah, the point you said about, you know, feminism is about allowing humans to be humans outside Mm. of, like, the boxes that they're put in. I think that is just so, like,
0: accurate. Yeah, it's yeah and i think as as a modern generation we're understanding that more and more we're like, we're a lot more vulnerable a lot more open with each other and so there's more of an understanding that we're much more similar to each other than we are different and if you can accept that then you you eradicate racism you eradicate sexism you know and it all comes down and a lot of uh different cultures haven't understood that and i think that's because of um education people aren't educated enough to realize you know oh she has different sex organs to me Mm -hmm. so what (laughs) yeah
1: absolutely and i think that kind of brings the conversation to around the world we don't educate girls Mm. and and it's just yeah it's just such a shame because societies could benefit so much from educating half your population Mm. yeah yeah that's mad it's it's almost it's a waste i mean it's it's tragic for the girls who don't get educated but Mm. for the society themselves when girls aren't educated and and they're kept at home because they it's it's not seen as right to to educate them um Mm. the society itself loses out um and yeah like i said like we are in the uk we are so so privileged um, and when people say, oh, I'm not a feminist because it doesn't affect me, that really annoys me because yeah. it's like, just open your eyes to what's going on around the world. Yeah, we, yeah. we have such a good platform and we are in such a privileged position and privilege is a responsibility. Like we,
0: That's I'm, interesting, yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, we have white privilege, we have able-bodied privilege mm. Um, and and like class privilege and that kind of thing, and I think you have to check that privilege and use that privilege to give a voice for those who who literally don't have a voice
0: definitely and so you think like obviously it's important in the u k, but looking at other elsewhere, its obviously more important, and you're saying that privilege is is a tool that we can utilize to help those in more need than ourselves
1: yeah, absolutely I think um. I mean just some figures I pulled up <clears throat> from so even just in the EU. Okay. Um nearly 50% of women in work have been sexually harassed. Oh my god. Verbally or physically.
0: That's horrendous. Um
1: 5,000 uh girls per year <clears throat> are killed through honor killings, so-called honor killings um internationally, 5,000 a year. Jesus. Um and I mean FGM still goes on everywhere and in That's female genital mutilation. Um oh my god. Basically, to stop, um, it's supposed to preserve women's virginity. So, mm. you, um, I don't know enough about it, but you essentially cut off the clitoris of like little girls. Um, and it's often done in sort of unsanit- unsanitized areas. Mm. Um, people can die from infections and yeah, blood yeah. loss, and they're kind of t- like tied down by their elders, and it happens. And it's done to really little girls, and mm. it's horrific. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. we talk about the pay gap and that kind of thing, which is like, is awful. But I mean, nothing like, in comparison to sexism that, yeah. kills people around yeah. the world it's um,
0: mad it's so barbaric it's unreal that i'm mean, obviously us westerners are <clears> so <throat> disillusioned to that because we're not surrounded by it and i think it takes someone like yourself to who's educated and understands at least a bit more than everyone else to voice that
1: yeah right. and i mean i think we all have a responsibility to educate ourselves in things that we don't that we aren't aware of because of our privilege. So mm. I mean I uh as a white person wasn't really aware of sort of um racism and discrimination and the black uh black lives matter movement and that kind of thing. And I think because we are privileged we have sort of a responsibility to look into that and to say what can we do about it. Yeah. And, and I think it's not it's not always about going out on these big marches and and doing so-called activist things i think if you have small conversations with people or like do things like podcasts or just chat to people in the street and tell your parents like about what you've been reading about or or whatever just have conversations i think that's how we start with these things
0: do you think um movements like this girl can are beneficial or
1: yes um i do i think I think like we talked about with sport, it's getting more people involved in sport. Mm. Um, I think there's a potential for it to be a bit patronising. I was going to say. I mean, the fact that it uses the term girl, I really disagree with. I think if it was schoolgirls, that would make sense. But I mean, we are women and there's always sort of derogatory terms. And I think language is really important. It seems quite like pernickety. But I think calling girls like chicks or birds or like... You know, she's a cow. Yeah. It's yeah, they're yeah. all they're animals. Hundreds. You know, yeah, yeah, you're dehumanizing yeah. someone and, and calling someone a girl. Like, oh, I went on a date with this girl. It's like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize you were a pedophile. Yeah, like, yeah, You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. like, um. I, I mean, I wouldn't call you like a boy. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know,
0: it's it's so interesting because I, I'm very passionate about mental health, mm-hmm. and the same issue lies in that category. Like, when you say oh he committed suicide it's like committed like committed you know that's a crime yeah. you you committed a crime like and that's how it was before or he uh he was you know killed himself and he or he failed to commit suicide like yeah, yeah, yeah. then you're making it a success to kill yourself like yeah. it's not and it is interesting that the same thing applies to feminism and i i personally think that's fueled by media and You know, newspaper articles labelling in a certain way, and that's often written by white men. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I think um, there's this—you'll—you'll hear it all the time. People say, "Oh, the world's too PC now. The world's too politically correct. Like you can't say anything (coughs) these days without Mm. going to prison." Blah blah blah. blah. Free speech isn't a thing anymore, and people get so angry about it. Um, And language is trivialized, trivialized. But language is so so important. Oh yeah, yeah. In every sort of aspect really um i mean even in sort of disability rights um when people um say oh he's such a retard or yeah, you know yeah. like like just the terms that we use mm. um and again with mental health oh he's crazy that guy yeah, is yeah, so yeah. crazy and you know it's just it's really um it's sort of dangerous those terms and i yeah, think definitely. you need to grapple with them and realize where you're saying stuff wrong because I think we all have flaws and we all oh, 100% yeah. I mean we are we can't all be aware of every issue in the world and and you know we have to be willing to engage in those conversations when we're called out and stuff oh
0: 100% I think that's you know that that it goes hand in hand like I remember as um a 13 year old I used to say oh that's so gay all the <laughs> time right so but did I, I yeah and that's the thing <laughs> right it's like you it was I remember I was um I was like, I can't remember, we were like in a shop or something. Yeah. And I said, oh, that's so gay. And I suddenly clocked that the guy at the till could well have been gay. Yeah. And it just suddenly changed me then and there. And I was like, right, I'm never going to say it again because yeah. I felt like I could have hurt his feelings. Yeah. And it may have been taken the wrong way because obviously when you're 13, you don't really know. Well, I certainly didn't mm-hmm. know the whole broader spectrum of it. And I felt really bad. and. But yeah, like, it is, it is important to explain and relate to things a lot better and labels are can be really misconstrued sometimes.
1: Yeah, and I think um, an important test that I've sort of recently been reading about is would you say that if someone, um, if a particular person was in the room with you? Okay. So... Uh, would you say that guy's such a retard if you had sort of like a disabled person yeah, b- yeah. with you in the room? Mm. Or um would you make like a black joke if there was if your black friend was in the room? Yeah, or yeah. you know, if, would you make like a gay joke if there was someone gay in the room and that mm. kind of thing? Um I mean a lot of the time people would still because, you know, the world isn't perfect. But um, <laughs> some dickhead. <laughs> <yeah>, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think it's it's like kind of an important test to sort of check yourself and yeah. what you're saying. Um because even things like, um, more a more extreme example is like rape culture, making rape jokes like is not okay. Mm. Um, and I mean, I think we've had this discussion, like humour should you should be able to make I think Ricky Gervais says it, like you should, yeah, should be able to make jokes about anything in the right context. Um but I personally draw the line at things like rape, honor killings, FGM. Now, yeah, you know, yeah. there's some yeah, horrifically like Bad things that go on in the world that I just think you can't make a joke about, and, yeah. and the reason why you can't make a joke about rape is because it makes it okay,
0: yeah, and it 100%. makes and it desensitizes people massive, to ha- yeah. w-
1: like how horrific rape mm. is, um, and you don't know who's on the end of those jokes or who's listening, and mm. and that person could have been raped, and I think yeah, yeah. a lot of women are raped that you don't like that people don't talk about because it's kind of shameful, yeah. and and if you open those conversations about sexual abuse or rape with women. You would be amazed at the number of people that open up.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, um, have you ever read The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? No, but I've seen the film. <laughs> yeah. So I read, I read the trilogy, and each chapter starts with a fact about uh, women being sexually harassed mm-hmm. or raped in Sweden. And some of the, for th- like uh, nine out of ten women have uh, received some form of sexual abuse at one time or another. That's obscene yeah and if that was men mm-hmm. there'd be an uproar yeah like you know people that, men in power would be like well i you know was mugged and i'm being mugged all the time and you're like you know what the hell like yeah. women it's almost like they have no voice whatsoever
1: yeah and that's why i think like such such m- what seems to be minor things like jokes and and making like sexual harassment okay and and cat calling on the street and that yeah. kind of thing they are minor versions of sexual abuse and rape because it's mm. their power. That they, they are a form of sort of power control. Yeah. So when a man cat calls you on the street, it's not a compliment. Like mm. no matter what they say, it's not a compliment. They don't want to. They don't want to marry you. They don't yeah, want to get yeah. your number. They're not interested in you. They're just dehumanizing you. Mm. They're they're like whistling at you like a dog, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and it's a power thing. Um. And they're just like very very minor examples of sexual abuse and rape. Um. And yeah, I think it's a conversation that needs to be had much more. And and the legal, the the criminal justice system fails women. Um, they don't feel like they can report it. Even if they do report it, they feel like it won't be taken seriously. Um, people, it's like such a taboo. People feel like they can't talk to their friends about it. Um, but it happens. And I mean, even personally, I've been abused so much in a club. People just come up and grab your ass. And mm. a guy's grabbed me and tried to kiss me, like without really? saying a word. Oh and, um and then you're called frigid or a slut or yeah, very yeah. confusing things if, you're, if you <laughs> if you don't go for it um, yeah, yeah. um people love the lesbian thing and sort of think it's for them like yeah, men yeah. think me being gay is for them and it's a challenge for them to change me um i've like you know every people have gone through so so many experiences of sexual abuse and harassment and yeah. we're told that it's not an issue and it's normal um
0: it's just incredible. It's incredible yeah. that there's... I, I hate my sex sometimes. I hate <laughs> men. It's amazing. Like, I'm an incredibly privileged white male from Bristol, like, living it up, having a dream of a life compared to, like, pretty much, like, 98% of, you know, the global population. Mm-hmm. And I hate my my niche of human category. Like, it's just why do we feel like we can squash other people? I mean, obviously, there's some nice people out there. But yeah. But, ov- I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to understand the historical background behind things. And, like, it it has kind of always been that way, mm. unfortunately. And women have always been seen as property. Um, I mean, not always, but, like, you know, in the... In the grand of these, scheme yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, and... And men are still taught that they can get away with these things and that if they're big sports like personalities, they can get away with raping people. And um, I mean, I personally have had a very, very near experience with rape and so with a lot of my friends mm. and um, it was kind of just laughed off by my friend group. Um, I was told that by That's the horrendous. boys that, um, you need new sex, friends. Sex, yeah. <laughs> no, they're not my friends anymore. But the, the boys from that group, this is when I was 14, they told uh, me that right. sex you regret isn't rape.
0: What? Um, oh my God. I was
1: unconscious and paralytic. And <gasps> um, yeah. And I mean, like, I then had, I held that for so long.
0: I can imagine. And
1: I kind of only had this, like, huge realization and breakdown when I thought about it when I was mm. about 20 years old. Really? And my mum sat me down and she said, Why do you hate men so much? Because that was kind of my angry face. Yeah, yeah. And I just, listed all of these reasons, all of these experiences that I was like, this is my experience of men. And and I know it's not all men, and I know there's like guys that you that exist who are like, I love to bits and I I do have a lot of male friends. Um but it's it's kind of my if that's what your experience has always been of men and that's how they treat you. Yeah, of
0: course you're gonna have a weird yeah. perception of it. I right? mean
1: I've I read this thing that was um you know, there was this sort of not all men movement where it was like, stop tainting all men with this yeah, yeah, idea okay, that, you know, right. they're all toxic or whatever. And um I read this thing that was quite interesting that was, if you had a bowl of Skittles in front of you and you knew that, like, ten of them were poison, mm. would you grab a handful and eat them?
0: Oh, you know? that's clever, yeah, yeah. And it's like... You probably wouldn't. Yeah, would you, you, you like... just put the bowl away, yeah, you know? Yeah. And
1: it's like, I mean, I know I can't have that mentality to, like, half the population, yeah, yeah. but equally, like, I am... Um, quite defensive when it comes to men
0: no i I'm, rightly so like yeah. it as i say like you know i'm part of that category and i hate a lot of these, <laughs> a lot of these men but like i think uh it's i think it's good though that you've also edu- educated yourself in the the time scale of things because i think a lot of men and i know myself um being held accountable to this that I'm inadvertently sexist sometimes mm-hmm. without even realising it purely because that's what culture has conditioned me to be like. Yeah. And obviously when I identify that or some points of that, I feel really guilty and I'm saying like, oh, that, I feel really bad. But I, wasn't, I didn't know I was doing it. And I yeah. think because you've educated in, your, in yourself in that way that you know that a lot of men are good people yeah. and don't mean it. But that being said, there are still dickheads out there, so...
1: Yeah, um, and I mean, you also can't taint someone, like, completely on a certain, like, belief that they've had or something that they've said or one action that they've done. Um, mm. And I think that it's not a healthy way to deal with things if you kind of shun someone for one action that they've done and then say, I'm never going to engage with you again. Yeah. That also doesn't help anything. That just creates more of a divide. And I've been... Listening loads to this woman called Dia Khan, Okay. who um she does uh, so she's a uh, Muslim woman woman who um I think she's uh Pakistani and she grew up in Norway, yeah. um and she does all of these documentaries um talking to extremists okay so whether that's like neo-Nazi white yeah, right yeah, extremists yeah. or jihadis and that kind of thing um and she tries to understand them and understand the humanity behind them and kind of gives them the time of day rather than just saying like oh it's just like they're other we can't relate to them yeah yeah. you know because that just harbors more hate and creates more difference and divide um she actually has conversations with these people and and it's so interesting because it changes so much like she made we shouldn't make them but she like went and spoke to these white right guys who initially hated her just because of her skin colour. Wow. And then by the end of the conversation, they admitted that she was like an annoying sister to them. And <sighs> And then she asked them, like, she looked them in the eye and said, would you be able to deport me? They said, no, like, we wouldn't be able to. It's and then a lot color. of them left the movement because because of human connection. And yeah, she said yeah. those kind of things, you know, hatred and and everything that drives it can't withstand human connection. Um Which I think is really interesting, and that's why I think, like, small conversations and acts of kindness and engaging with people is underrated.
0: 100%. Like, I think one of the most powerful tools that we have as humans is the power to empathise. Yeah. And when you put yourself in someone else's shoes, you do get a lot closer to that person. And, again, it was going back to that, you know, in that shared vulnerability, a shared understanding that we are humans... We have a lot of similarities. And these differences are often just periphery surface stuff that's just not important, like skin color and mm-hmm. you know gender and stuff. Um, and we can bring everyone so much closer together and we can be a much better society for it. But there's a lot of greed. I feel like greed is what causes a lot of segregation, where you want to be better than someone else, so you squash them. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, a lot of powerful white men have squashed women because that's one less foe they have to fight to have it all themselves.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you kind of have to put yourself in their position and think if you were sort of the most powerful, you have all these structures in place to support you. Why would you change that if you're going to get a sick job like straight out of uni through your dad and you're going to not ever have to deal with discrimination and like and you're going to you're going to be able to be an MP and and that kind of thing like why why would you change yeah. that and why would you allow other people to get a foot in
0: yeah yeah um, it if low lowers your own status exactly
1: yeah. um and and i mean it's a real shame but that that's another reason why i think feminism has been sort of has been squashed so much yeah well, because it's it's a it's a threat essentially it it I mean, it's not a threat. It's, it can be seen as a threat. It can be, yeah, exactly. But it th-
0: threatens other people. Yeah. It's not actually a threat itself, yeah.
1: But I think when you have genuine equality and not just token females or a token black person or a token mm. disabled person in power, I think when you have genuine equality, um, so much can change, and we do have a more yeah. equal society. So, like, one of my idols is Baroness Hale, okay, who's a Supreme Court judge, right? She was the first female,
0: okay,
1: and. Just having her perspective on a lot of cases, so she's very family law orientated. Okay, yeah. Um, and just having her perspective as a woman and her experiences as a woman, which yeah. is fifty percent of the human population's yeah, yeah. experience, um, representing on the Supreme Court made so much difference to so many cases. I can
0: imagine, yeah. Um,
1: just by having one woman, and I think when you're when you then have equality um or as much as you can sort of have on the supreme court i mean yeah. everyone's i mean stupidly educated and yeah. <laughs> and that kind of thing um but i think when you have sort of more equality it will change so much and and will represent way more of the population and i mean it's very it is very very idealistic to be like you know skin color doesn't matter gender doesn't matter blah 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 yeah of course um because unfortunately it's not the way the world works and you have to um acknowledge those institutions which are designed for you know old white men and sort of um what was the phrase i read it was something like you'll never be able to Oh, i need to giggle it
0: (laughs) it, (laughs) no um what did you see that article of that rape charge that was not guilty because of the girl's underwear was seen as too lacy and too, mm-hmm. I don't know, pro- provo- provocative? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's horrendous.
1: Yeah. Um, Why, what the hell? I am actually surprised that that has only just come up in the media um, yeah. because the amount that that happens and the prosecution... Um, used to be allowed to bring up a woman's sexual history as to why she got raped um, really? previous consent um, whether she was generally slutty was basically the argument oh my God. Um, <sighs> meant that she hadn't actually been raped um that was an argument that was always made uh, if if they say i've been raped they're told well what well, they're asked what were you wearing or um sort of where were you why were you out at night by yourself the and hell? we're and yeah. we're taught with' Women are taught how to protect themselves from rape, rather than men being taught don't fucking rape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You literally. know, like this is why you shouldn't see, w-. and and that's that's where it gets so dangerous when you start dehumanizing women and, and objectifying 100%, them. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, men seem to think very it's, generalized here, but men seem to think that they can do those kind of things mm, to
0: women. I think again, it's because human nature. We've we've evolved from a very barbaric tribal system where. Rape used to happen a lot. Like you look at chimpanzee corrupt tribes and you know other wildlife. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of rape and in, in, in mammals. Yeah. Um, and so, like, it's almost like a it's like a weird medieval thing that we've just ignored or like not addressed properly at least.
1: Yeah. Um. Although I think the sort of bringing it back to biology. I know you want to, because you're a biologist, <laughs> but yeah. I think that's really dangerous in humans because um, it's it's kind of a slippery slope to sort of eugenics and oh God, yeah, yeah. and you know Hitler. Um, yeah, yeah. But equally, like we, I know we're not beasts anymore. We're not yeah, sort know, of, we're yeah. not chimpanzees. We're not. We have a consciousness. We can mm. see that people are human. And I think going back to this like, oh, men are just men, they have this biological need to like reproduce. Yeah, like yeah. it's not men's fault, they can't control themselves, they're just animals. I mean, one dehumanises men and makes them out to be these like stupid yeah, yeah. beasts, which they're not. Like mm. we all have brains. Um, and two is just so dangerous because it makes it a woman a woman's free for all like, yeah, prerogative yeah. to to not um open your legs. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And it's like Oh, why, well, why did, you, why did you encourage him? Why did you have a drink with him? Why yeah, did you, yeah, yeah. you know, give him your number? And, and then women aren't believed. And mm. I think, um, again, like talking about rape, this, there's this notion that um, this automatic sort of um, assumption that a woman is lying if she talks about rape, which I'm even guilty of. One of my friends from school, um, she got raped. And my instant, my instant thought, it was a horrible thought, was, is she lying? Yeah, yeah, and it was like, just and then and then response. she was like, oh, we went back to this guy's house for an after party after a club, blah, blah. and my thought was, why did you go back? And it's really? like, oh and God. like, if I'm wired to be like that, yeah, um, I mean, she did get raped, you know, yeah, she yeah, did get raped by these guys, and it's yeah. horrific, and she should like, like, there's, there's no point, there's nothing that a woman has done that makes it okay for her to be raped, and I think we're just conditioned to believe that it's the woman's job to say yes or no. Well it's the Mm. women's job to, you know, not encourage a man or to like and that's where you get things like in India, like if a woman is walking out in the dark, it's seen that she is asking for it.
0: Really? And and,
1: you know, she deserved it and and um that's why these it's so dangerous when prosecutors um, and I think she was a female prosecutor as well, which makes me really sad, but mm. she brought up the fact that this little, I think she was, well, she's not little, she's a woman, Yeah. but a 17-year-old was wearing a thong. Yeah. It means it's okay for her to get raped, and it's just, it's really disgusting. Oh, um,
0: man, that's, I mean, I also think a lot of it stems from, um, like, aggressive porn. like yeah. Like, because it's weird that pornographic material is, a lot of, People's only insight to what sex is like with mm-hmm. other people, like you just, you know, it's like a weird thing that humans like. We're we're like animals that know better, but sometimes we choose not to know better. Porn is given this really objectified image of women, and I think that spills over to a lot of men's egos, thinking yeah. that's and it's like, dude. <laughs> yeah you know like what the hell are you thinking yeah. yeah
1: and a lot of porn is really really dangerous in that um there's a whole category for like teen which like let's be honest is yeah, just like yeah. children um yeah there's you know all these like naughty school girls, which is why i remember being 14 and being like catcalled and stuff in a school uniform yeah. and it's just disgusting that like that's a sexualized thing and i mean one of my friends um had this discussion with me the other day. Um, and that she's she was like, Don't you think it's weird that like it's attractive for women to shave their legs and shave their vaginas and um and like put mascara on to make their eyes big and and it's basically putting us back to like childhood. Yeah. Like that's what you look like yeah, as a little yeah. girl. You know, you don't so you're hairless, true. you're you've got big eyes, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's like and people find the schoolgirl, the cheerleader thing attractive and it's just it's really fucked up.
0: It's <laughs> so weird. Yeah, like um, it's it's weird when you objectify things you just yeah. take it for what it is yeah. and you go that's fucking weird like, yeah why do we do that like and it's true because it's almost the opposite with men and men have to be bully beef hairy beasts yeah you know like and yet it's almost far more oppressed into yeah. women and
1: <laughs> i mean yeah questioning it is just such a mind because i mean today i shave my legs and i've got mascara on and yeah I'm yeah like, yeah why do i do this yeah, you know like yeah. If I was born in like a forest, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been taught to do this, like probably not. Yeah, it's um, weird. It's
0: just glorified base paint, isn't it? Really
1: bizarre. It's really bizarre. Um, but yeah. Anyway, going back to the uh, phrase I was looking for. Oh yeah, carry on. It's the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. Ooh. So it's talking about how you can't basically, um, you can't fight the system from within. So if yeah. you t- if you use the legal example, yeah, with yeah. the legal system, okay um the argument is even if you change the law uh so let's use the rape example again from okay, the beginning yeah. um where rape within marriage was made illegal in yeah. 1993 um just from a case um that yeah okay it changes it in writing and in law yeah. but how many men's uh attitude to it have changed instantly because it got changed in the law you know you're yeah, using, yeah, it's a slow you're using process, the institution yeah. to to change the institution, but it's not going to change anything. Mm. You know, you need to do external things. You need to do something different. And yeah. it's like the phrase that you say, you're not going to see change unless like you, you do, do something yeah, different yeah. or you change. Yeah. Um, Which is why I think like more grassroots stuff needs to be done. Um, So there's this thing called the schools consent project. Okay. Um, They do rather than the sex ed where you get told like the penis goes in the vagina, yeah, and, yeah. you know, and you're not really, taught about like what love
0: is or what yeah, sex, yeah. Is,
1: like what like consent is in sex mm. or that kind of thing they go around and they teach boys not to rape like and yeah. you know they teach boys like this is a sign of what like this is consent you yeah, need a yeah, yes yeah. you know you need active consent
0: 100 you don't just yeah. go
1: and and with women you teach them like you know you don't have to do this you can say yes or no um it's like and also like it's it's teaching men to sort of get that active consent it's like yeah. their responsibility as well um and it goes into sex education at a much deeper level and that's more like grassroots stuff 100 percent. which i think is so much um
0: more needed yeah, yeah. and
1: and so much more effective than mm. just like changing the law which is also important because it it gives people a sort of black and white yeah, answer
0: of course and um, it, it's interesting that like that's very very neglected like i think it's so powerful and i urge a lot of women to take up martial arts because uh-huh. it puts the power back in your hands like okay a lot of the cases women aren't as strong as men But if you know how to defend yourself and a man doesn't you're gonna walk all over that person mm-hmm. and it gives you that self-confidence that you can handle yourself yeah and that, you're worth more than just what some person thinks of you. Like you have this physical capability as much as anything else. Yeah. And I just think that, like, that adds to that foundation of self-worth. And if a woman knows how much she's worth, she has a lot more control over her own life.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, we need to be careful with sort of teaching women how to defend themselves from men rather than teaching men not to, you know, yeah, beat up women. Yeah, but yeah. but I, I completely agree. And i like, I fucking love kickboxing, yeah, you know, yeah. I... I love the sort of confidence it's given me. Um, Yeah, and I think we need to teach little girls their self-worth and as much as we teach boys it. And I think then we'll have start having sort of a more equal society.
0: For sure. So how do you think we can get more involvement from all people, Mm -hmm. not just women, like particularly men? How do we get the whole human race to embrace feminism and make changes? i
1: think having sort of chats like these Mm. um i think having more sort of empathetic conversations with people yeah rather than aggressive like this is why you're wrong yeah Yeah. um sitting down with people and saying like this is my experience this is why i'm a feminist this is why we need it um there's amazing books out there um there's one called half the sky which i read which um is the notion that women hold up half the sky and if we don't educate those women you know the sky is going to fall um and it talks about uh, some of it is so horrific but it's so important to know about sort of these sex slaves out in india like little girls who are put in cages and they're they're literally treated like sex dogs for their whole lives this happens like these like now and it's it's really horrible to think about but it does happen and i mean we're not going through it so i yeah. think the least we can do is educate ourselves about it talk about it um and yeah and i think i mean i'd like to throw a question back to you like how do you think men could be more involved in it
0: i think that yeah. um yeah i think following a similar trait is realizing that to be the best man you can be you have to accept your feminine side like i feel like no one is all woman and all man we there's a we're a balance of the of the sexes and that's what makes us human uh like i'm a relatively sensitive guy but i can be very aggressive and macho in other circumstances and if you accept that part of yourself then you see there's no reason why to oppress women and if anything by you know fighting for women you're just fighting for humans as a whole like it's there's no difference you know
1: yeah absolutely i mean Maybe if we phrase it as like we're fighting for a fairer society.
0: hundred percent. You know, yeah. and
1: it and it does it and it will help men so much as well. Oh, I God, think yeah. just your own battle with like mental health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of says it all. You thought you sort of had to be this provider and you couldn't talk yeah. about it. And I think finally being able to open up about it and realising that like this whole masculine box is a fucking bullshit. Yeah, and, literally. You know? And and being able to talk about your emotions isn't feminine. It's not um
0: it's human. Yeah, it's, it's human. human. Like yeah. we all
1: have emotions, and like unfortunately, and also fortunately, yeah, but yeah. like we all we all go through our own battles, and I think just talking and mm. and talking can be such a strong tool, and I'm it's just totally to underrated.
0: Yeah, definitely. But I also think talking with the right people, mm. you can waste your time with people, <laughs> and some people are like, oh you should push through and like. But I'm also in the, the scenario of if it's like arguing with the drunk person. Yeah, it's just. If it's not re- um, reciprocated, then it's just it's pointless. So yeah, change those you can, educate those you can, and that will make a difference. But you know, some people are very yeah. difficult to get through.
1: I mean, it, it's changing, um, and it's gaining popularity by attraction rather than force. So yeah, 100%. you know, like you bring people, people who will listen to this will be, um, I mean, hopefully interested in feminism. will find yeah, out yeah. a bit more about it, or um or having like interested in having those discussions and i think people who read about it are kind of come towards it by attraction and i think forcing your worldview on people can be really off-putting definitely yeah um yeah so it's kind of it's changing slowly but it's also very important to have those conversations
0: 100 percent. well thank you very much ash Kay, on the show it's thank been you having me. absolutely amazing smashed out everyone's going to be feminists after of that I'm sure <laughs> or <laughs> uh, I'm just going to get loads of abuse I'll find out <laughs> yeah well thank you very much and I'm sure we'll have you on again talking about all the other kinds of things yeah till next time yeah. cheers gang So that does it for this episode of Brain Dump. Um, If you'd like to come on the show and discuss any topic of your choosing, I'd love to have you on. Contact me through uh, Instagram or the Brain Dump Facebook page. Uh, For now, have a good Christmas. Uh, Enjoy your rest and recovery. Um, And we'll be back in the new year. Thanks a lot. See ya. Brain Dump.